Welcome to our Beyond Addiction series. Uh, my name is Barnett Gilmer, CEO and owner of Gulf Breeze Recovery. And my name is Kat Carley. I am the admissions director at Gulf Breeze Recovery. The Beyond Addiction podcast series is designed to take a complicated issue such as addiction and to break it down into more manageable parts. Uh, by no means are we trying to oversimplify uh, addiction. Uh, because we all know that is, you know, is, is devastating to families and, of course, the person who is suffering from addiction. Uh, but all we're trying to do is just to help make it more understandable. And today on the show, we're going to start with recapping a little bit of what we talked about last time. So, the last episode, we introduced this image of a plant as representative of the parts of addiction. Um, primarily, on the last episode, we spoke about the soil and what the soil represents when we're talking about addiction is the misunderstanding that something outside of ourselves can be responsible for positive feelings of happiness or completion inside of ourselves. Because these feelings are only ever accessible in any sustainable way from within, this misunderstanding creates a fertile environment for addiction to grow and blossom. Um, today on our show, what we're going to focus in on is the roots of the plant. So these are going to indicate things that are precursors to addictive behavior. Um, these are things that happen below the surface before the observable behavior of addiction actually springs forth. Yeah, the roots here, you know, we could maybe call them internal unrest, if you will. And, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, maybe we could call this insecurity, uh, maybe trauma, uh, depression, anxiety, um, you know, maybe even boredom, okay? But, but these are the things maybe that we're blind to, okay, that, that create unrest within us, that make us want to search outside ourselves for some kind of relief. Uh, but these roots is, is that it creates that internal distress and when a person has an outside-in misunderstanding of where happiness comes from, you know, maybe where completion comes from, that kind of thing, then of course this fertile soil with these roots, we sprout or grow addiction. You know, Barnett, it's really funny. You are introducing the roots and talking about insecurities and where insecurity comes from. And all I keep thinking about is the fact that we're sitting up here on camera. Um, so I don't know how many people watching this have ever had lights shining on you and a camera pointing in your face, but um, I'm experiencing feelings of insecurity in this moment. And I think it's kind of a really beautiful place to talk about insecurity coupled with the outside in misunderstanding of, of where that insecurity comes from. So if I were operating from an outside in misunderstanding of life right now, then that would mean that I would really, really believe that all of the uncomfortable feelings that I'm having in this moment um, are coming from the cameras and the lights and from the fact that I know that you're watching me right now. Um, the other place that that could really come from is that I think that there's something that I can do or some way that I can perform or some way that I can um, adjust my behavior out here 
to keep those feelings at bay. So if I just am smart enough or cool enough or articulate enough or explain what we're talking about well enough or everyone looks at this video and signs off and goes, man, I like her, um, then the insecurity would go away. But the fact of the matter is that my feelings of insecurity are not being generated from the cameras or from the lights or from the viewers or from anything other than my thinking about the situation in this moment. It's all being generated from within me. And that gives me the ability to just settle into this discomfort and move forward with what we're talking about, which is a really important issue of the genesis of addiction. Um, an outside-in misunderstanding might lead for me to try to fix, manage, or manipulate things outside myself to keep that feeling at bay. And when we keep reaching outside and keep reaching outside and keep reaching outside, for people that are seeking in that direction, eventually a lot of them find narcotic substances or alcohol. You know, the, the topic of insecurity is really important because I would say that the greatest percentage of people that come through the center uh, are those who are suffering with insecurities, but they don't know it. They don't realize it. You know, it's growing beneath the surface. It's one of these roots here. But uh, it's amazing that when a person finally starts to see that, and, and they see it in a enlightened, embodied way, things start to change for them. And they start to realize that it's, that it's okay, that, that they are enough. Because you had mentioned something about, you know, I'm not good enough, pretty enough, you know, I'm not blank enough. But <clears throat> let's take the blank out. And, uh, you know, I would sum up insecurity as I'm not enough, period. Yeah, so another one of the roots, other than insecurity that we mentioned at the beginning, is something like boredom. And I'll tell you where I come from in describing this. Um, one of the things I didn't mention at the beginning of this series is the way that I came to Gulf Breeze was as a person that was addicted to heroin. And um, learning this understanding and, and learning the way that addiction was brought into my life has really allowed me to see insightfully some of these roots in myself. So I was hugely, hugely impacted by the feeling of boredom in my using. Um, that was... I would say one of the major things that drove my use of drugs and to describe that experience it was it was such a physical experience of sitting still and doing nothing feeling like I would literally jump out of my skin if I couldn't get something to occupy my time and my mind and what became my solution to that was drugs what I realized when I stopped looking outside myself for a solution to that feeling was that what boredom boiled down to was an intense discomfort with myself. So when I was sitting without any outside stimulation, without anything to occupy my time or my mind, the only person that I was left alone with was me. And that was something that I was unwilling to sit in the presence of. And so again, we have this root that's boredom. Um, this, this not really having anything going on, not really having anything to do. And when in an addictive cycle, that drove me to incredibly destructive behavior. But when I take away this fertile soil of an outside-in misunderstanding, when I stop looking out there 
as a solution to my boredom, I was able to look within myself and see, hey, like this isn't, there's nothing out there that needs to stimulate me or solve this feeling for me. This is me uncomfortable with me and it's time to sit and get comfortable with me. That became the sustainable solution I had been looking for all along. Yeah, you know, you summed it up so well that there's uh, not a lot else to talk about as far as boredom goes. You know, I would say that, you know, it is an emptiness, you know, as far as universally goes uh, in ourselves, okay, uh, that we're once again trying to find completion uh, to fill. Uh, you know, maybe the inability to, to sit in our own skin and to be comfortable in our own skin. And so, you know, we, we have to, to look outside so that uh, we can have a better feeling, okay? Uh, so it's a beautiful example, Kat, really is. Uh, you know, the next route that maybe we should talk about uh, could be trauma. And, uh, you know, many people come in the facility that have experienced trauma. Uh, you know, whether it be at an earlier age or, or maybe, you know, even at an older age. Uh, you know, different traumas for different people. But, you know, the one thing that trauma does is it just, it, it brings back and, and these, these feelings keep resurfacing and resurfacing and resurfacing. And people innocently are looking for relief for that, those feelings that keep resurfacing. And, and so, you know, and the, and the crazy thing about it is that they do find relief, although temporary, you know, through drugs and alcohol. Uh, of course, the unfortunate thing is that the drugs and alcohol create a larger problem, and, and, and that is, you know, the addiction. Mm. So, yeah, with, with trauma, it can look like so many different things. Um, trauma is a really big umbrella that encompasses so many different situations, but I think that the one hallmark of trauma, the one thing that is universal throughout, is it's something that happens to a person, that after the event has already ended, the same feelings that they felt in the moment resurface over and over and over again. And that's incredibly, incredibly painful and incredibly frustrating um, to be in that position. But what adds to the frustration is being in this fertile soil of misunderstanding. So um, if I'm feeling something that I felt when I was in the thick of a traumatic situation and I truly believe that those feelings are coming from things outside of myself, then what my next logical conclusion, what, what I would do next would be to try to fix and manipulate outside situations. You know, I can't be around this type of people. I can't be in this type of place. If someone speaks to me in this type of tone, if I can just manage to stay away from something out there or make something out there fit my idea of what I need to not feel those feelings, then I'll find relief. The error in that line of thinking is that feelings don't come from out there at all. And so I may find some temporary relief by doing those sorts of things, but the feelings will always reemerge because they're actually being created from within. Um, 
the only way to really get to the root of those feelings is to look inside. And when we keep looking outside, when we keep trying to fix, manipulate, manage, control, orchestrate everything around us, and those feelings keep reemerging, many people find an addictive substance, and that really quiets the feelings, again, temporarily. Um, because that's not where feelings come from. So they keep reaching for the drug. They keep reaching for the drink over and over and over again because every time they get the feeling, they get that temporary glimpse of a solution. Um, The problem is it's not real, so it always goes away. And, you know, another route, if you will, you know, we can call it uh, depression and anxiety. You know, mild forms, if you will, of depression and anxiety are, are part of our natural ups and downs of life, you know, that, that we all experience it. You know, for some people though, uh, when they experience that, uh, you know, they start to look outside themselves, you know, for relief once again, you know, with this outside-in misunderstanding. And, you know, it's funny, I have a small experience, you know, with anxiety. Uh, and, and I carried that with me through years. I was in my first high school speech class and I, I made a pretty big mistake and you know it created a bunch of laughter and <clears throat> that always carried with me. I never would speak uh, you know in front of people in fact I'll never forget that I had uh, this friend of mine whose father had passed away and uh, they had asked me to speak at the funeral and I didn't do it, and the reason I didn't do it was because I was afraid to speak in public, not because I didn't think highly of the family or of the person, but because of my fear, okay, uh, and the anxiety that was created, uh, you know, by the thought of uh, getting out in front of people. What is an illusion is that something out there is going to take it away. It might temporarily, but uh, that's an illusion also. That was a really, really beautiful way to talk about this anxiety and depression and, and the seeking, this innocent search for relief. We're just looking in the wrong place and that's what leads to these destructive behaviors is we're doing all of this out here to attempt a solution to something that's originating in here. and. Um, One thing that jumps out at me is that we're talking about some things today when we look at these roots here. We're talking about some things that are very human and are very relatable. And um, I think that it would be hard to find someone that could look at this and say, um, I've never had insecurity, I've never had anxiety, I've never had any traumatic event. Most people can relate to these things. And so there may be this question of, well, if I've experienced these things, why have I never experienced addiction? What, is this, what does this have to do with addiction? And I wanna bring it back to what we were saying in the beginning, that this is not meant to give you the entire picture of the addictive experience in one quick sound bite. This is taking an incredibly complicated issue and we're really boiling it down into easily understandable, easily relatable pieces. And that is what is so subversive and so sneaky about addiction is that the elements that lead into it are incredibly human and are incredibly relatable and are something that most everybody can look at and see, gosh, I felt that. I know what that feels like. I've experienced that. 
Um, and it's really taking the roots, the soil, this fertile soil that represents this misunderstanding that something out there is responsible for changing my experience in here, along with the roots that we talked about today. And that's really going to come together in our next podcast. Our next one, we're going to talk about the plant itself, if you will. And that's the observable behaviors, okay, that are associated with addiction. Uh, and, and when a person gets into the cycle of addiction. And so we'll look forward to seeing you next time.